As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody. Let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move on my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Plenty to talk about once again today. Got some NBA to talk about, season winding down. So we're going to round out that season and look at what could be the playoff picture uh, coming up very soon. And take a look at the WNBA draft and who's moved up, who's moved down, and who, frankly, the Dallas Wings are going to hit because that's that's our team. But that's that's what's most important, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> that's on our mind. But we will talk about a lot of these teams that are in the draft lottery and what they're going to be doing up top. Uh, so plenty of things on tap today, and of course, with it or quit it, as usual, uh, Mr. PJ. Yes, Mr. Drew. Are you ready? Oh, for sure. Let's get it. Let's do it. All right, BJ, in NBA season coming to a close. Uh, most teams have, you know, three, four games left at max. Um, Western Conference shaping up pretty well for our Dallas Mavericks here who don't have as difficult uh, a road in their last few games that the Golden State Warriors have and have the potential to grasp a three seed and and play a Nuggets team, a li- likely a Nuggets team, unless the Jazz happened to fall too, which would just be, oh my goodness, what was the point of going to three if we were just going to play Jazz either way? <laughs> right. I mean, but it, it would shift our path a bit as well. Uh, would be much more helpful to get to that three seed as far as the playoff picture goes and how that would shake out for us. Most but, surely, Drew. Yeah, Mavericks are going to have Pistons, Blazers, and Spurs to finish out the season. They're only one game behind the Golden State Warriors. Um, uh, won't, won't press too hard on our specific Dallas teams. We are talking the NBA in general. Uh, Suns mm-hmm. already at 60-plus wins. The only team that's going to get to 60-plus wins. Uh, yeah, franchise only- record, in fact, for the Suns. Right, and we only have the opportunity for, well, I mean, six teams could get to 50 wins in the West, but, um, you know, what are the odds of that? If if that happens, that would if, be crazy. If, 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 yeah, if that happens, it'd be the – we talked about there's been some years where the Western Conference has been stacked. 
I don't think I'd ever seen six teams with 50 or more wins in one conference right. before. What up, C-Dog? Good to have you in here, brother. Thanks Woo. for joining. Appreciate Happy to have out. Cam in here. Going, uh, looking at the top of the East over here. Uh, you know, uh, three teams right now with 49 wins. You know, three teams tied at 49 and 30. Uh, so, obviously, all three of those have a chance. You know, just one more win, and they're at 50. You know, so they're not as they're not in the same boat because you know, five and everybody down can't get to 50 Raptors only have 46 wins bulls have 45. So, um, and who cares about the total wins? It doesn't even matter as far as the matchups go, but BJ, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of shifting possibly. We know some teams that are locked in for the playoffs, you know, the first uh, six teams right here, you know, positioning uh, pending, but, you know, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, 76ers, Raptors, and Bulls all locked in uh, to go to the playoffs. And on the west yeah. side, only the top five, Sun, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavericks, Jazz locked in to go to the playoffs. Everything else is technically wide open as far as where it could be. You know, Timberwolves, mm -hmm. honestly, Timberwolves have the chance to pass the Nuggets since the Nuggets got blown yeah. out by the Spurs last night without DeJounte Murray. Yeah, that was just re really remarkable to see that, that that Spurs team knew they had an opportunity if they won to at least be, you know, a w another win away from clinching the playoffs. When they got the win and then they found out later that the Lakers were not going to be able to get the victory in Phoenix, that solidified their spot. So we know who the 20 teams that are going to be in the playoffs both from both the East and the Western conferences will be. We know the four teams that are going to be in the playing tournament on the Eastern side and the four that will be uh, – at least we know three of the four from the Western conference. We don't know for sure if Denver will slide down and Minnesota moves up or if Minnesota will host that play-in game as the seven and, and, and have to win – try to win once on their home court – to get themselves into the uh, regular playoff field. But we know the 10 teams that will be fighting for a chance to win the Western and Eastern conferences, at least there's no, there's not going to be any, you know, late season teams coming from out of the playoff picture into the play in tournament. The Lakers were the last chance and they uh, ultimately lost last night. And so they are officially eliminated. I think the Nuggets should be worried. They should definitely be worried. Uh, yeah. Timberwolves are on their heels. Uh, it is a two-game difference. Um, and, you know, Timberwolves actually only have a couple of games left. But, you know, if the Nuggets drop both of theirs, then you know, who knows? Um, I don't know what the and season series looks like for those two. But, I mean, still, you know, we're uh, Nuggets, you know, dropping clunkers to the Spurs who don't even have their one all-star uh, a little bit of a head scratch on that one, especially when Jokic does what he did. He had like 41 and 13 or 16 uh, in that game. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's literally going off and he just couldn't get any help, which, you know, he hasn't had a whole lot of help all year. But when those players, you know, aren't shooting well, I mean, you might as, I mean, it's, you might as well wrap the game up. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's exactly what went wrong in Spurs versus Nuggets, but it shouldn't have been a blowout. Um, you know, in the very least, it should have been a competitive game up until the to the very end because you know best player in DeJounte Murray's not playing. He's also the best defender. So I mean you're missing your overall best player and defender from the Spurs. And those aren't the Spurs you're used to seeing. I mean, you got Josh Richardson hitting late clutch threes for the Spurs. Like he just got there like a week ago. And yeah. you know, he's doing that to the Nuggets, you know, making their playoff 
uh, dreams possibly a little bit harder now. By the way, Drew, uh, you were asking about it. The Timberwolves, with their victory a couple nights ago in Denver, 136-130, they clinched the season series because they took three out of four against Denver. Plus, they have the better divisional record. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Minnesota could win their next, their last two. And then, uh, you know, if Denver falls in their last two, then you basically, you would have Minnesota leapfrogging Denver into that sixth spot. So that's that's the possibility. That's the the path for Minnesota to avoid the playing tournament. One Denver win or one Minnesota loss locks in Denver as a, the last playoff team that avoids the playing tournament from the Western Conference. But everything else is solidified except for the order and who's going to be uh, playing and who's going to be, you know, hosting where they're going to be playing. Because you look at, um, you know, the Eastern Conference, you've got two teams at eight and nine in Brooklyn and Atlanta that have the same record. Brooklyn has the head-to-head uh, tiebreak in that series. So they, they've got the edge at the eight right now. Uh, and then Charlotte's just one game back as well. But uh, Brooklyn has uh, is one and a half behind Cleveland for that seven spot. So it's still within possibility that Brooklyn could leapfrog and, and host that seven, eight game, as opposed to having to travel to Cleveland. Uh, and I know that they would like to have that the way that the, the Cavs have been sliding, you know, they, they've just not been the same team this season without, uh, without Russell or, uh, Jared Allen. Jared beg Allen your pardon. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and so, you know, I, think at I this, saw their record was eight and sixteen since, without Jared Allen. Yeah, because they've got an amazing, like you know, going back to the beginning of the season or and earlier in this uh, earlier the season of the pod, we talked about how good the Cavs were when they had all three with Darius Garland, Jared Allen, and uh, and Evan Mobley uh, playing so far this year. And so without Jared Allen, if he's you know going to miss significant time, like the Bulls are also going to be missing. Uh, one of their key contributors for significant portion, maybe not even coming back for the playoffs. Uh, Lonzo, right? Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lon- Lonzo's no, out. Yeah. He's not. He won't yeah. be back. So if you're if you're an Eastern Conference team, like obviously there's still you know a lot of uh, pecking order between Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia that are all clamoring that you know they've got chances to to try to get ahead of Miami, but. Basically, they have to win out and hope that Miami loses out in order for that to happen. And the way Miami's been playing as of late, they've really locked in and they've got their eyes set on that one seed. And they're they're one win away. Which is crazy because they had such a tumultuous time there for for a brief moment in time. It seemed like, you know, it was about to just burn up for a second. Yeah. You know, with with yeah. things on the sideline, and then all of a sudden they get it all back together, and they start winning, you know, games, winning on the road and stuff like that. You know, securing the one seed. Um, so yeah. I mean, props to them for being able to, you know, settle things in house and you know fix it asap. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll see because I mean, right now, even if you don't get the one seed, whoever right now it's Milwaukee that's in the three spot at the moment. And they might be at the best – they might be uh, the most advantage if they stay at the three seed because you're going to be potentially playing a Bulls team that will not be the same as they had been all the season without Lonzo Ball. Those would be tough, but they're they're reeling right now. And I think they're the more favorable matchup if you don't end up in the one or two spot 
uh, because it, otherwise you're looking at Toronto, and Toronto is going to give you a challenge. The Raptors have proven that they can hang with some of the best in both the East and the Western conferences this year. Man, I feel like, um, you know, backtracking to talking about Cleveland, you know, how bad mm-hmm. they've been without Jared Allen, you know, they really have a chance to not even get to be a playoff team, you know, at, yeah. at, at this play-in and, you know, how bad they've been playing. They haven't been able to even – they're not – they're not an above 500 road team anymore. Um, and they've, they've dropped some weird ones at home too, but they just um, lost in Orlando, the worst team in the Eastern conference. Yeah. A team that is like actively tanking right now, Drew. Yeah. Pretty bad, pretty bad squad there. Um, but you know, Cavs is on the same team. They lost their rim protector defender and what he brought offensively too. I mean, the kid should have been, you know, an outright all-star instead of mm-hmm. you know, just a late pull-in. But something interesting to me looking down here, BJ, is the Nets have have dropped some some weird ones lately. I mean, they didn't lose their last game. Um, I mean, it's the Trailblazers, but that was way too close. <laughs> they only beat the Trailblazers by five. The Nets did. Um, and, and the Nets course- just they beat the Rockets last night by eight, I think. But it was it wasn't it wasn't really that close. They just I mean, the Rockets made a run in the fourth quarter. That was about it. Sorry. Um, yeah, so like they've, they've had some, some weird stuff lately, you know, barely beating Trailblazers by five, um, you know, barely getting past the, the Pistons. I mean, Pistons are, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Pistons are very feisty after the trade deadline. They've only been blown out like one Mm -hmm. time and every game with is within single digits besides maybe two or three. So they've won, they've won three in a row. They're five and five in their last 10. That's better than playoff teams. That, that's a better record in their last 10 than the bulls at four and six and the Cavs, who are three and seven. Both those yeah. teams are not playing their best basketball as we get to the end of the season here. Yeah. Next year, the Pistons are going to be really good. Uh, I think they could, they could fight for, they'll definitely be a play in team. I think, um, I think they could be too. I think uh, depending upon how well they, uh, they draft and how well they get, you know, in the pick with the lottery. They could absolutely make some noise. The Atlanta Hawks just recently beat the Nets, and they're right there tied with them at the eight seed now, uh, forty-one and thirty-eight. Um, so they could they could swap places, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll. Uh, I mean, yeah, it'll be thing. a benefit to the Nets, um, but but again. You know, you just don't want to be in that scenario. The Cavs can only fall as far down as nine. They cannot fall to ten because the Hornets are uh, two and a half back right now, and the Cavs only have two games remaining. So unless Charlotte wins their next three uh, to win out and then Cleveland loses their last two, and even then I'm not sure. I think Cleveland may have the tiebreak over the Hornets. But with Brooklyn and Atlanta right there a game and a half back each, I mean, Cavs may not even get to host the 7-8 game, and they may have to play twice to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And what I tell so you, it's, BJ, it's still all up in the air. These these Hawks over here, and, and this is surprising, the win that they just got. You know, I just mentioned about the the Nets. Um, you know, it was a home win, but the, the Hawks here, they're terrible on the road. They're 15 and 24, so they yeah. need a seven or eight seed to, you know, really stand more of a chance. Because on the road, it just 
it's just not going to work out for them. I would and, say they need know. the seven or nine right now. So if you don't, uh, if you don't get, if you get into that spot where you do the, the, where you are the eighth, if I can frame my words correctly, if you're in a position like going into Sunday where you're eight, oh, yeah, you might consider losing just to make sure you're nine, you get the home game, but you do, then you, but then you would have to go and win on the road. Regardless, if you're not the seventh seed, Drew, you're going to have to win on the road in order to make the playoffs. Yeah, and the Hawks just haven't done that more than 15 times this season. Not consistently enough. Yeah, no. you know who they just have one more road win than the Wizards. Who? The Wizards. Oh my goodness. 14 and 25. Wizards are. It's pretty Ooh. pretty ugly stuff over there, but yeah. you know, we'll see how stuff you know kind of shakes up over there. Everything's is you know kind of interesting. And there's a lot of different scenarios that can happen in the, in these games. Uh, uh, not a whole lot of interesting things as far as games tonight. Uh, Mavericks Pistons will be a good watch. Don't sleep on that game. Like I said, the Pistons play everybody close. Pistons um, plus eight and a half. You heard it here first. Ooh. Oh man, I would. They they would have probably... they have they have played and covered the spread against heavy favorite opponents their past ten games. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that trend. And I'd the probably Mavs, buy a point just because, yeah. I don't know. Now, now, I mean, this game is big for the Mavs, but it is possible that they come out and they don't necessarily, you know, they have played down at times this year. They've come yeah, and oh, yeah. played big-time games with, with some of the best in, in yeah, both the East the and the West. The yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was an impressive win, too, to, to watch that team and to see their resiliency. And, and it looked at times where they – you know, Milwaukee was going to barrage them and then they just would, you know, they didn't panic or anything like that. They hit a couple shots and they got right back in it and they just gutted out a very impressive win. If I'm the Mavericks, Drew, um, obviously you're still in line for the three seed. Do you think it's more advantageous to stay at the four to avoid possibly having to play the Timberwolves if they move up to six? Or do you think that would be uh, better for the Mavericks as opposed to playing the Jazz. What do you What do you think? What are you looking for? Because you're not at this point. You're not going to get the Warriors in the first round, but you're unless you drop to uh, four five and Golden State drops to four, which I just don't see happening because there's three games between the Jazz and the the Warriors, and I I think the Warriors may have the head head on the Jazz. I'm not sure. Uh, well, I, what do, what I do you think happens? I don't want the four because then you have to play Phoenix. One, yeah, if we had to play mm. Phoenix, so I'd much rather take whoever I got to play in the first round and not see Phoenix until the conference finals. Well, when that's and Phoenix, that's what I was about to say. You 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 you'll you'd probably still have to see Phoenix if you got to the conference. Yeah, finals, I mean that's but... fine as long as we wait till the end to see him because I don't want to go <laughs> home in round two. But True. We most certainly go home but, if we met Phoenix early. But we might better go than to go late. home in round for round one again, you know, like it has been yeah, for that's... the past eleven years. <sighs> Don't need reminders. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> big tough. sad. Yeah, face. I, I want I want us to push for the three seed. You know, it's a realistic get as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, it would be a pride thing. I mean, we'd go from the six to the three in Jason Kidd's first year. Yeah. Crazy. When it, was the it, last it time is. the Mavericks were the three seed under Carlisle? Was it, 
the last time we had 50 wins was a 14-15 season. So if we weren't a top three seed then, it was at least a championship season. And we weren't a top three seed then, I don't believe. I don't think so. Uh, no. Let me let me do some digging, and I will find that for you. Uh, let me look and see if I can find that. So the easiest search for that would probably be uh, basketball reference, just searching the mm-hmm. team by years. Um, so I would start with the 14-15 Mavs. The Mavericks were, were seventh that year. They won 50 games, but they were seventh. So that that was probably uh, one of the few times where you saw top six, top seven teams that all had 50 wins. Yeah, that was yeah. the year that OKC missed out, and they were the nine seed with the same record at 45-37 as the Pelicans. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. So Let, let's look at what their championship year. That. Yeah. What what their championship year? Let's see if we can go back to that point. Yeah, my and then, is moving uh, so slow right now. <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, when they were the in the championship, they were. They won fifty-seven games that season. Yeah. And they in the playoffs were third. That was the third. They were the third seed that year. Ooh! So the oh, last time they were a talking. top three seed. Man, they gonna. I'm gonna. This is gonna make me write a story. But like, you know what? Mavs coming in <laughs> as a three seed. Last time they were the last three time seed. they were three. Yeah. One and they won all. the NBA championship. Yes, sir. Because what, what, what if here? Let's see. Hold on. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, this is how it shaped out. They had the same record as the Lakers. They So they were tied for the top two record in the West, but because the Lakers had the head-to-head, Lakers were the two seed, the Mavs were the three. The Spurs were the top seed, four games ahead of everybody at 61 and 21. And if I remember right, they yeah, the Spurs got knocked out by the Thunder. The Thunder were the four seed, uh, two games behind the Mavericks. And the, the Spurs, who were the best seed in the West, got knocked out in the semis. So... Oh Mavs my really god! really lucked out. <laughs> um, this is funny. Okay, so Mavs championship year, they were seventeenth in pace. These Mavs are dead last in pace. <laughs> uh, championship year, points a game eleventh, and opponent points tenth. This year's Mavs, twenty fifth in points, opponent points second. Beautiful. There you go. Clamps. Winning in, in a lot different ways than they were their championship year, but if it works, it works. And you know who's a key uh, contributor to both those teams right now, Drew? That'd be none other than our head coach, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Yes, sir. And if Mavs can get inside the top 10 offensive rating, you know, before the end of this season, which I don't – I mean, it's so, like, close between all the, you know, just – you know, the top 10 there, it's like 0.1 or 0.2, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, one stupid, like stupid game that the Nets had, you know, games ago where they got 150 points, one crazy game like that could bump <laughs> yeah. up to be technically in the top 10. But right well, now, if they can, if they can get a bunch of points against Portland on Friday night, they, they might, they need a bunch of points. I mean, there's, yeah. they're not in the top half of uh, offensive rating anymore, so that stinks. Yeah. But you know, some some random parallels that you can take from that um, championship odds that year. 
plus 2,000 and under over over under 49 and a half wins. And ours this year was championship odds plus 2,800 over okay. under 48 and a half wins. Man. So definitely hit the over. And, and if you'd bet some stuff before the season, I would have nice payout. I would have been nervous to bet the over. Oh, I know. I know. Like you're like, we're gonna be a fifty win team the first year with Jason Kidd. Fifty wins? What? I'd have told yeah. you you were crazy. I mean, well, you got three more chances at it. Uh you've beaten the Spurs all three times the this season so far, and you close out the season with them. Both teams are locked into the playoffs, so I honestly don't know what to expect with that game. You if you don't get it against Detroit, who's been playing well as of late, you've got Portland who has really just pulled the parachute, ripped the cord and everything this year. Mm -hmm. So if if you don't win against Detroit on Wednesday night, then I feel that your best chance is going to be Friday because who knows what's going to happen Sunday. Both teams are, you know, I mean, the Spurs are still have something to play for because they could get that nine seed and actually host the Pelicans uh, because that's all. There's only a game separating those two teams. Neither one of them is catching up to the Clippers for the eighth eighth seed, but Got to fight for it in a little mm-hmm. battle against Detroit tonight. But speaking of fighting. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Buying insurance can be complicated. And you might have a lot of questions. Like, what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news. State Farm is there for all your what ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. There happened to be a pair of titles up for grabs in a stacked UFC 270, 273. They don't say 273. 273 fight card. Uh you guys can join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets. Win or lose, guaranteed. I like those odds, Drew. Don't worry. If sports books aren't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everybody can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. Draft your lineup of fighters while staying under the salary cap and rack up points for strikes, takedowns, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273, 273, I'm going to get that right at some point, and get $100 (laughs) in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, it's time for the main entree in this episode this evening or whenever you may be listening to this podcast. For me, it's a bright, sunny, gorgeous afternoon. Uh, Drew, next Monday, just a few days away, we got the WNBA draft. We've got several big names that have decided to emerge and and be uh, entering their, their names to the WNBA that are moving on from the collegiate ranks. So I think the biggest question 
that everybody's asking, at least that I'm asking, do you still take Ryan Howard or do you take Nalissa Smith at number one if you're the Indiana Fever? Well, Indiana Fever is second pick. That's right. That's right. That, that I remember the curse. I don't know why I said Indiana Fever. So who's, who are the who are the Fever going to get it to then? Because who's going to be taken first? But between I actually like that question better than asking who's going to be number one. Because yeah. looking at, looking into this, looking at Indiana, like it's it's about and they and they unfortunately don't get decide to decide this. But sitting mm-hmm. back from our perspective, who would be better suited to? be the face of a franchise right now and the mm-hmm. answer is probably nalissa smith i think so but long right. term it might be ryan howard and this is this could work out one of two ways you know obviously one or the other can go first you know but for the mystics if edd is truly healthy elena deladon if she's truly healthy like she says she is the Mystics can win now. I mean, if yeah. she really is and you're Coach T-Bone, and you believe you're star, mm-hmm. you're superstar, you're Hall of Famer when she says she's healthy, then I think you go draft Nalissa Smith and you you tool up as best you can right now and win mm-hmm. while you have a healthy EDD and get somebody that's averaging, 20, averaging 22 and I believe 11, 22 and 11, yeah, in uh, – in college. So, I mean, she's primed and ready, you know, fresh off being a bucket getter. You know, they're losing, they lost Tina Charles, so they lost some scoring. But, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Elena wasn't a part of that to make it a duo last year. They're getting back Alicia Clark. But, I mean, you add Melissa Smith to that. That's an incredible spark off the bench. And Absolutely. a team that just needs to be healthy to be a contender for a championship already. So, I mean, they've they've got a lot out there, and you know, Tiana Hawkins proved in Athletes Unlimited that she can get it done too. So I mean, you have a yeah. you have a two you have a a a a front court off the bench. Let's just say that's off the bench, assuming uh-huh. front court like that off the bench that can score that well. I mean, Mystics it's, are just going to be a, yeah. a handful like they were years ago when they were healthy. It's going to well, be a real problem. Um, and you know, they had depth scoring off the bench and an aerial powers back then, and mm-hmm. they'll just have and you know, Nalissa might be you know they might turn her into more that you know more of a guard that'll handle it in the WNBA. I don't know. We'll see what the Mystics would have. You know, what type of player they would like her to be. Um, you know, adding on to her game, but they would be deep. You know, they they would have all the tools. And like I said, uh, I don't know if I actually said this. Meant to say it. Alicia Clark coming back healthy as well would pay dividends for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, combined with Cloud, of course, and you know, Coach T. So as long as that team is healthy and you believe in it as Coach T, then I think you got to draft Alyssa Smith. Um, you know, that's just going to immediately help you make a push for a championship that you could sneakily get right now. You know, let some of the guy, let some of the teams on the other sides, you know, beat each other up because there's going to be a lot of good teams in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be series playoffs now. So, I mean, they're going to be mm-hmm. duking it out. So if you are healthy and you can ride this out, you need a young star like Nalissa Smith that could that could show up. Let's just say like you get to the playoffs and then EDD's back goes out like it, it withstood all it's could. All it could up through like you know a round or two, and mm-hmm. then you go you got to have step it up from Cloud and Clark of course, and you're gonna need more scoring from Tiana. Then you have the number one overall pick 
that can come in there and get you a bucket if you need it. So this mm-hmm. is going to be helpful. Yeah. And, you know, once, once EDD is done with her career, um, you'll have her during this time as she's, you know, in the later parts, uh, you know, molding an Alyssa Smith. Yeah. I mean, what Men- kind of duo? Mentor, could, yeah. Yeah. What kind of duo could that be in the future? Once, I mean, you know, just both healthy and like, you know, in a prime for one, and you know, maybe still a like Elena Deladon probably still, you know, doing plenty of damage in the league four to five years from now. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about this last year with the Wings, where they had the multitude of first round picks. The Fever are in a similar position this year, Drew. They have four in oh, the first round. Very similar. So, so do you? I mean, the same question I asked you a year ago: Do they need to package some of those and? try to acquire a big name or are they going to take four players or what, what do you think the strategy here is for Indiana? Well, they're not, they're not gonna, well, I'll tell you what, this is a whole new regime as far as who's going to be making the decisions with those draft picks mm-hmm. uh, to make a step down and, and Dunn is back and she's, she's the GM now instead of head coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure uh, what she's going to do, but I don't envision her, Get rid of all of them, but I also don't see who wants to come to Indiana right now. Um, they would have to yeah. completely rebuild a franchise and and try and mix with a random kind of I'm, I'm going to say a random bunch of players here in Indiana and kind of make that work. Um, you know, you'd rather kind of get a young, you'd rather want a younger player uh, coming up mm-hmm. in, in Ryan Howard or in Alyssa Smith if whoever is it too to kind of take that and build that from the ground up as a franchise player. But, um, you know, the, the fever, they're going to, they have four picks. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the history doesn't bode well for Indiana as far as, you know, keeping those players, but it was a different, like I said, different regime, you know, with done now, who knows what she's going to do with the young bunch. She have, she might have a lot more faith in them and depending on who they are, especially, but, Indiana, there. I think they draft at least, at minimum half of those. I want to say at least three, and then they just they trade one of them for you know a, a veteran piece, depending on, um, you know what happens, depending on who's there. I, it's, it's it's hard to say. Um, I don't think they're gonna make yeah. a move before the draft. You know, you might see something draft day. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, it's really hard to so, say because four yeah. first rounders. I mean, yeah, two of them are definitely going to be plug and plays right now for sure. But I just, I just don't know. Will, will they, will they make it out there in a rebuilding uh, roster out there? Maybe that's the only place that they could, you could keep four first rounders. Don't know. So, so here's. I don't know if if you pay a lot of attention to mock drafts, Drew. This yeah. is Michelle Vopel's on on ESPN. Yeah, she's got. That uh, yeah, she's got. Uh, Indiana's got two picks: two, four, six, and ten in the draft on Monday night. She has them making all four selections. She's got Ryan Howard at two, with Melissa Smith going one to miss to the Mystics. She's got Niara Sabali from Oregon going at four, which I think is a really Nayara. good pick. Nayara, sorry. Okay. Uh, she, she's got, uh, Louisville forward, Emily Inksler, if I make sure I say that right, uh, at six. And then at 10, she went with South Carolina guard, Destani Henderson. So what about those four picks? Are they, 
I mean, I, they all seem pretty likely to me uh, because I, I think that, I mean, you've got your fair share of, of picks, uh, you know, in that top 10 that you can, you know, move some, some pieces around, but depending, unless you, you know, try to trade two of those six, like six and 10 for like five. So you have two, four and five or something like that. And basically turn four picks into three players that you really like. Uh, I mean, I, I, what, what do you say? What do you think about those four? Well, um, it's really interesting. Um, well, when, when you make a mock draft, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to put any trades out there. So, I mean, yeah. she's, she's not going to guess like, you know, mm-hmm. Indiana's, you know, going into it with three or anything, but, yeah. um, when it comes to, when it comes to this, I really kind of question, um, you know, her selections here, just kind of based on where she started with Ryan Howard, you know, that's who you have to pick, you know, once Nalissa is taken, if Nalissa is taken first, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure about the, the Sabali move. That's, this is the highest I've ever seen uh, Nayara Sabali go on a, mm-hmm. on a mock draft. She's been uh, fifth uh, in ones before this, hasn't risen that high. Um, every other pick, like, is good. But, like, I'm saying if you get if you get uh, Ryan Howard and then you get Destani Henderson down here, which, I mean, that's going to be a good pickup. But, uh, you know, you've already got the Mitchell the – Mitchell, uh, Mitchell pair in Indiana, Tiffany and Kelsey Mitchell. I mm. mean, and uh, I think, uh, oh man, Danielle Robinson, veteran, I think is still out there. So, I mean, it's just about distributing minutes. Like, will Destiny Hinder- Destiny Henderson, will Henderson have any minutes? You know, yeah. I mean, she might get a little bit, but like not what she would if, you know, uh, the team happened to take Nalissa Smith, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and Ron was taken first, you know. So, you know, because Nalissa would come in for, as a forward and then uh, Henderson would be, you know, the top guard drafted. The guard, yeah. Because Ingsler is a forward and so is Sabali. Um, so, I mean, I mean, it's a good – as far as talent, you know, that's, that's, that's a good bit right there. And, you know, that's a good start. Um, it's just that – I really don't see a whole lot of other scenarios for it, honestly, unless they just like some other players more. I've seen Kirsten Bell a lot higher than this. This is the lowest I've seen her mm-hmm. at nine here. I've had I've seen her drafted, I believe, on CBS's latest mock draft. She was as high as four. Uh, okay. Yes, she was four for Indiana. So, I mean, that's, that's a bit of a difference there in comparisons from CBS's to ESPN's on where they think she is. But, you know, we saw an example of – um, the weirdness of the draft last year when, you know, Dana Evans was arguably people were thinking a top five, six pick and she didn't go to about 12, 13. Mm-hmm. So you could have a reverse of that, which we've had in the past. And some people thought was the, the Kaiser Gondrizic, um, when, when she got drafted at four last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, man. Like it, it's yeah. a good, if if they get that crop, I mean that's good. And if they keep it, and that's what Dunn wants, then that's good. I mean you've got players that can develop, and you know uh, as long as uh, Nayara Sabali stays healthy because she battled injuries in college, then you know that'll be a good get. I I'd hesitate to get her at four, um, mm-hmm. especially when I think she could definitely be there at six. Um, for Indiana, so you could make a better acquisition at four. So, do you you, uh, you you think you take uh, Alyssa Kunane from NC State at four, perhaps, as opposed to uh, Nayara Sabali? Okay, so then... I ideally, 
Indiana's draft for me would be Melissa Smith at two. Mm-hmm. Um, Kunane at four. Mm-hmm. Emily Ingsler at six. Mm-hmm. And then Henderson at 10. So you so get not that, you Sabali get a, at all. No. Okay. No, I just I I have this really weird feeling that if she happens to drop because of, you know, people concerned about her health issues that she's a Dallas wing along with her sister. And and you got to also remember uh sorry, you also got to remember that teams will know more than we will uh, on yeah. draft night. And so if somebody slips down, it's because, it, and there's, you know, some confusion as to why there's something that the team knows that they're not as thrilled about that. Maybe the, the, the public doesn't know, obviously that happens in, in every sport, but um, I mean, I, I, I guess that you answered my next question as to who you think would be the most likely to, to slip down. Uh, but, well, I mean, Look, kind of looking at some stuff right now, sli- talking about players slipping down. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas Hillman on uh, on this um, on this one for my goodness, yeah. Michelle Vogel. ESPN. Yeah, yeah, she's at eleven. Whereas, yeah, but on CBS, she's not in the lottery at all. So, mm. and it's. I feel like this is going to be really everywhere. This and then another random outlier last year. I forgot how high she was picked, but uh, Shyla Heel uh, with the with the sky and just being let go so early. She played like three games and she was gone from the league. So some some weird stuff might happen. Um, I mean, if I mean if you're Dallas and let's just say you're not sure about the health of Ray Burrell, who that's that's probably where I would go is Dallas because they need they need another wing. You know, they've mm-hmm. got they they've got bigs, they've got guards. They could use a wing now. No pun um, intended, I hope. No, pun was pun is intended. <laughs> you know, wings need a wing. Wings need a wing. Pun intended. I intended it on Twitter too. Check out check out that post on uh, wings leaf. But uh I mean, but Nas Hillman would still be there, you know, more than I mean, maybe it's seven if these I mean these they're not thinking as highly of her as I thought she might've gone in this draft here, but you know, I get it. I mean, she doesn't have range. So, I mean, she's not a stretch forward. Um, so, I mean, she's really kind of an inside presence and we have a lot of that. Um, yeah. well, I mean, in fairness, the only one that kind of plays inside as a big for us is Charlie. And sometimes she'll, she'll pop out and shoot a midi, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, Izzy and, uh, a walk work the, the inside, on the block, but you know, Izzy likes to shoot. I know a walk can stretch it out as well to the three too. So, I mean, there might be room for Hillman to, to fit that in depending on what kind of lineups you mix together. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, Dallas might go crazy. Nas Hillman at seven. If she's there instead of Ray Burrell, uh, who knows? I, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that could happen with this. I don't even want to begin to assume that I know what's about to yeah. happen here. Cause I have no, clue especially when i saw when i saw sobley move all the way up to top four no offense to sobley at all but i mean i was just surprised you know it seems because with the because the first thing that's talked about in this paragraph is injuries because of injuries Mm -hmm. and then everything else goes you think people would go down a little bit because of that injury passed instead of 
actually rise up a couple of spots over the past few months. Um, and, and the Ducks got upset early too. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember what kind of game she had. I didn't check. I didn't get to see that Oregon game, but you know, it's, it's just surprising that she's going up instead of at least, you know, staying neutral or going down because of the injury stuff. Um, I've, I've got two more questions for you uh, okay. specifically, and they won't relate to each other. So I'll give you this one first. Um, obviously we, we, I think we talked about it, maybe not on the pod last week, but Ashley Jones deciding not to declare for the draft and staying back at Iowa state. Is that the most talented player that is returning that was draft eligible, uh, in this year's class that is coming back? Or do you think there's somebody else that we can expect to see on the top of the box for next year? Man, I don't know. I'd have to see a list of, you know, uh, who declined. I know I know players that did. I, I've got the list of who declared and, mm-hmm. you know, got rid of their last year of eligibility. But I don't, I don't know who decided not to that was eligible. So um, okay. she's definitely a good player. But I don't blame her at all. You know, nowadays, you know, and a question the question was asked a lot during the Burden Tarazi show during the mm-hmm. final four of. You know, a lot, especially the players, uh, the professional athletes they had on as guests, like, would you stay in college another year nowadays with the NIL? You know, especially in the women's game, especially yeah. in the women's game. You could sit there, you know, you're you're a page backers. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna you're gonna be a top pick. So I mean, that's kind of not a fair get. But let's just say, well, and not just but not just stay. Paige, but her her teammate too. I'm pretty sure her teammate had a big deal. Uh, I'm trying to remember now off offhand. I have to look it up. Yeah, but one of her teammates. Yeah, thank you. And um, but you know she's. I don't know if you could say she's going to be a top three in her class or something. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like when you when you think about it now, like especially coming into this league where you don't get paid a whole bunch anyway, and your rookie contract's not much, you'll definitely make more overseas. Do you just stay in college and try and win another national championship and get your NIL deals and rack up some moolah? You know, I would, I would just, I would, That's I would stay if I had another chance, especially, you know, just just one more year. And, you know, you come in with, you know, a decent bag from your NIL and then you get your W, you know, you go in at the right time and everything. Uh, you get another season of college, you know, just who knows what NIL deals can pop up for you, you know, especially after an NCAA tournament run or, mm-hmm. you know, appearances, you know, like St. Peter's, those guys, you know, sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know if you saw, but they just, they transfer in now because they're coached. They're now. going to Seton Hall. Yeah. Yeah. I, three, well, yeah. I would imagine they're, they haven't said officially, but that's seems to be the inside track and it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you, as much as they love their the coach Holloway uh, yeah. with him going they, to Seton Hall, it would at least, sense. at least one of them, I think will go to Seton Hall for sure. Yeah. But you know, just just the prospect of you know the NIL being available again. You know, I would probably stay one more year unless I was you know I don't know top three. You know, yeah, it just seems I would, like I especially probably would too. Especially like with you know the probabilities of you know staying in the league. You know, like we gave examples earlier of Shiley Hill being drafted, uh, you know, quite early this past year, and she's not in the league anymore, and. Yeah, just play a few and she's gone. Um, you know, some and you know, some stars in the past that just haven't haven't made it or haven't really found their way and who knows if they even will in their new location. Yeah, they're contributing like a Lauren Cox, but 
will it ever be put together to where she stays here consistently? Because as a big, you need to you need to pre you need to be a really really good contributor, or you're gonna dominate in this league. So like, you're either you know the young prospect that's gonna be the eventual Sylvia Fowles, like maybe a Tierra McCown, McCown could, uh, and, and players like that. Or I mean, you're just kind of riding in your role. You know, maybe you're a defensive player who's a, who's a good big, mainly like Brianna Turner, or or maybe you're I, I don't I don't know a uh, goodness a Jisoo Park who's who can get you a bucket but you know she's not really that one you want taking over or anything I don't know but nil is a lot more enticing or it makes staying mm-hmm. at college a lot more enticing nowadays especially for the women's side because of the the pay discrepancy yeah. I would probably I'd probably still still stay on the men's side too because you know it's still money and yeah you know if you're not a top pick over there I mean. I mean, even though that's a bigger league, more opportunities, but you see it happen all the still time. Still keep on trying the to get that bag too. in college. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah, you see it all the time on the men's side, and it, it, yeah. it would make sense to, to see it a lot more on the women's side too now, especially as you mentioned with the NIL. Here's my last question. It's a three-parter, okay? So yeah. I'm gonna give it to you nice and slow. All right. That's what she said. Pause. Pause. Come on. We don't do that kind we can't we don't do that kind of show here, Drew. Come on. All right. Number one, who do the wings take at seven? Number two, who do you want them to take at seven? And number three, except for Nalissa Smith and Ryan Howard, because those two would be just too easy to to say, yeah, if they're still available, take them. Give me one player that's projected to be in the top five that you hope would could fall to the wings at seven. So I'll, I'll give you those again if you need me to. Go ahead. All right. Who do the wings take? Who do you want them to take? And one player from the top okay. five, with the exception of the top two picks, that you would want to fall to the wings at seven. All right. Um, I think they take Hillman. No, reverse. I think they take Burrell. Okay. I think they should take Hillman or Burrell. Don't care. Um, and who in the top five would I like them to take? If they're um, available. Well, I mean, you said aside from Alyssa Smith and Ryan Howard, and yeah. looking at uh, Michelle's, it's either Shakira Austin, Nayara Sabali, or Alyssa Cunane. And I'll give you an Engsler, too. Since okay. That's bad. Well, let me go ahead and get her because I don't need another center. <laughs> so, <laughs> give me give me the forward, six foot one. All right, I'll take I'll gotcha. take her. All right, all right. There we go. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, this uh, WNBA draft is going to be just fun to watch, and we'll see how yeah. it all shakes out. Yeah, Cam. Some of the deals are crazy. Like Paige, Paige is she. I don't know if she'll ever need to play overseas basketball, man. Like. She might gonna, not. She's gonna come in with such a bag. She's already got Gatorade and you know mm-hmm. whatever else that other one was. She's she's in and already. She might have a shoe before she gets to the league. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it's not, very possible. It's I'm very possible. I mean, she, not gonna if, rule if it they out. if they go and win the Natty next year, as as they're one of the teams that is already a favorite. Obviously, South Carolina and and UConn they they are on top of the way too early for next year because they just played in the national championship game. It makes sense because they've got a lot of talent coming back for both those teams. So if they if Page and, and UConn win the championship and in that what is it, five, six-year drought now, which seems really weird to say about UConn, but, I mean, the talent, the talent around the, the rest of uh, the NCAA, I mean, you've seen Mississippi State come out of nowhere. It, South Carolina's won two now. Congrats to Coach Staley becoming the first African-American head coach in men's or women's to win multiple national championships. I mean, you love to see it. You've seen you've seen uh, Stanford with with the uh, coach Vanderer win last year, and you know you would have probably had it not been for COVID, you would have uh, Staley would have three right now. Um, so it, it you know it, the the rest of the NCAA has has caught up to where UConn used to be dominant on the top, where it was just them and, and Tennessee, and so having that kind of a drought, like Beckers is the type of player that could end that streak relatively, even though it's not that long of a streak for, you know, a whole lot of schools. It's a long time for, for a school like UConn. BJ, do you know who the first women's team was to go undefeated and win the national championship was? Was it Princeton? No. All right. I don't think Princeton's ever gone undefeated. I know um, they were close. Maybe early days uh, back at the early – days after title nine but i'm not sure i'll give you a hint okay ut longhorn interesting women. Awesome. Longhorn women. they're one of four teams in uh ncaa women's history that has gone undefeated and won the championship them tennessee uconn and mm. oh my god who is that other team uh, I know it feels like UConn did it multiple times. So uh, they and did, it, but I mean, yeah. just there's another school. Ah, I can't think of it. I answered this question. You got, you got, you got to have your trivia ready, like beforehand. I know. I should have just opened this. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, it's remarkable, Drew, to think that you had South Carolina that was really close. They were a buzzer beating layup in overtime with like a 10th of a second at Missouri. And then the sec title game against Kentucky that uh, they hit that buzzer beater three. I mean, that's, that's the only diff, That's the only two losses that South Carolina had all year. And they, so they were really close to becoming the fifth this year because there was not, I mean, I, I'm not going to discredit what Missouri and Kentucky did and, and chalk it up as a fluke, but I mean, you you talk about the most dominant team. There's a reason why they were the heavy favorites to win the national championship because they were just that good all year long. BJ, last last question on both sides of it, and I'll answer it once I ask you. Okay. Who do you who do you think is going to be the best player in this draft? I mean, I've I've looked at some of the the talent. I've I like what I've seen. Um, I've I've liked what I watched from some of these players in the tournament. I liked what I saw from Alyssa Cunane at NC State. It's just heartbreaking for me that they ran into UConn. I mean, the way she performed coming down the stretch late in the games against Notre Dame and, and in that UConn game, almost willing 
you know, her team to the final four, her and, and Kai Clutchfield, as I like to call her, even though it's Crutchfield. Um, I, I like I like to see her have a very good career. It's tough for me to, to go with anybody but Melissa Smith, though. I really think that she's the best player in this draft. And there's a reason why she's getting talked about as the number one pick. And I think she deserves it. I honestly do. I know that there's a, you know, Ryan Howard's had a good good season and has a good case as a, as well. But I, I just think at the end of the day, I think you look at who's ready to play professionally right now the most, and that's Nalissa Smith. And I think she will most likely have the best career out of anybody in this draft class. What do you say? My- I'm right there with you, actually. Um, you know, I didn't want to, I wasn't, I thought about being less chalky with it, but, you know, <laughs> there really, there's not a better answer. Uh, she's got the size for it. She's got the skill set. I mean, you know, it'd be different well, if she was like a few inches shorter, like she's six foot one and scoring that, but like, I don't know, she might need a little, be a little bit taller to do in this league as well as she could. But, you know, six foot four forward can get buckets like that i mean she's she's gonna be able to put it all together um i I don't have a player comp for her right now but give me one year and i'll be able to give you some good stuff about some of these players i think uh oh and and this one man i i I just want to say this one and don't hate me game cock nation and i do love this player too she's a good person but i think destiny henderson might be who we think ty harris is okay I'm just going to leave it there. Also, you were talking about uh, it being chalky or whatever. I mean, it's not bad to be chalky when you're when you're right. I mean, yeah, it felt weird to say, you know, chalk and, and getting to the final four or three one seeds. But at the end of the day, you look back the last two years, the uh, number one overall seed has won the national championship the past two seasons. I know that doesn't always happen. Uh, but you know, you work hard and, and you earn it and it would have been three in a row had, had South Carolina gotten to play the 2020 tournament that was canceled because of COVID. So, I mean, it, it feels chalky, but at the same time, there's a reason why they're, they are the one seed. They've been the best teams. And just to make sure, I think I, I might've said her name wrong again. I've done this every time I said it. Destani Henderson. Destani, I yes. I think it's Destani. All right. Make, Don't just make, we'll make sure. We'll make sure. Henderson. Henderson. And before we get to with it or quit it, BJ, I just discovered some breaking news from Michelle Vopel on Twitter. This is going to be a big one. The Atlanta Dream trade to get the number one pick from the Washington Mystics today. Wow. This is being recorded on Wednesday, people. Uh, Mystics now have the number three and number 14 pick in the draft. Draft set for Monday at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Well, Drew, that seems to take away the Mystics' win-now approach that they could have drafted uh, Melissa Smith and had her uh, learning from Ella Della Don, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, it's that that's wraps. I mean, the best that they can get, I don't even know what – I don't know what they've got. I, I don't know what the plan is now. I really – I just – I don't know. But I, I will is say it- Atlanta – Man, that's nice because I kind of I like that now a team that, you know, if they're actually healthy, can contend, won't get a number one pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah. they'll be like immediate contenders. Now it helps these bottom feeders, you know, be a little bit more spicy. You know, Atlanta Dream, after everything they just went through and just imploded, you know, their mm-hmm. whole roster just just gone, everybody just about. 
and uh, you know, just starting anew. They said, you know what? Yeah. We want to start now. Let's get the number one pick. Is, so the, let's let's ask this question then, because you know the strategy is a little bit different for uh, Washington at one than it is for Atlanta. Uh, you know, we talked about what the Mystics could do because they're in that. You know, if they can stay healthy, they're in a win now. Because of the situation the Dream are in, what is their likelihood of? You know, what do they need? Do you think they need the Ryan Howard more? Do you think they need a Nelissa Smith? I mean, obviously they could use either either player. They could go either way now, and we really don't know which way they're going to go, do we? I mean, it's a much tougher question here just because of, like, I don't know, your personnel here just based on what you got just is, like, it's just complete rebuild. Um I don't know that you want to get a guard, and I, I think you want to finally give Erin McDonald her chance. Um, you know, she was shafted at some minutes last year, so uh, give her that at guard. So, I mean, you'll have a backcourt of Erica Wheeler and Erin McDonald. Uh, Cheyenne Parker will be coming back. She might start. Um, let's see who could be a starter here. Monique Billings might start. And then you could put – you could draft Nalissa Smith to play the three. I mean, mm-hmm. it all kind of fits there into your starting lineup with kind of what you need. So it looks like Atlanta is specifically coming to get Nalissa Smith because coming to get a guard would just – it wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. It would be the exact oh, type yeah. of thing that they did with Kennedy Carter and then going to Aria McDonald, mm-hmm. and they, then they would be Aria McDonald and then Ryan Howard, which would just – it just wouldn't add up. So yeah. um, I think they did this to get Nalissa Smith and make her the franchise player, and that, that just makes, uh, makes it a 100% guarantee, I believe, that Ryan Howard is going to be a, uh, a franchise cornerstone for the uh, Indiana Fever. And it's not a bad pick either way. We were talking about, you know, regardless of whether it's Mystics or now Dream, uh, we we both feel that Melissa Smith is the best player in this draft. And I don't think that the trading to, you know, the, the pick is going to change that because I guess, you know, now Washington gets, you know, two picks out of the deal. Uh, you know, they moved down a couple spots and they also have pick 14, uh, as you mentioned so now they've got a little bit more wiggle room and, and flexibility. They won't get an Alyssa Smith, but you know they probably like their chances if they can stay healthy, even without an Alyssa Smith. You'd like to think. Yeah, I mean you you like uh, you like those chances because uh, you know they're a good team either way, and you get back some pieces that you could have uh, utilized last year. Um. And, I mean, you're still getting the top three picks. I mean, that'll be a contributor. It's just not going to be an Alyssa Smith or a Ryan Howard, the yeah. kind of standalone two best players in this draft. Um, but, I mean, you can get the second best forward or the second best guard or actually, you know, mm-hmm. what was what was third earlier? It might have been a, a, a center. center. Yeah. A center was third. So, I mean, you could still get the best center in the game. You just gave up one. So, oh, wait, sorry. We're talking about the Mystics again. Um, <laughs> Mystics at three now. Well, I mean, dream, you can yeah. still get a center too, because I mean, you just lost Tina Charles. So I mean, you could still justify getting a center right there. So I mean, yeah. nothing, you know, a lot. You know, to be honest, a lot doesn't have to change with this. You just switch which team is getting what player. Yeah. Um. So you know, Mystics would just you know end up getting where Indiana was going to get projected in this draft. Can't remember off the top who, 
um, that third player was, or the third pick. I was, think it's the Ole Miss center. Yeah, yeah, the Ole Miss player. Um, and then you know, just Atlanta starts over uh, much faster in their rebuild by getting, um, you know, the future in Alyssa Smith. So, yeah, just works out for Atlanta to start their rebuild now uh, with a surefire like this is the best player in this draft star. Um, and it's so funny because we just talked about uh, or. You know, we've talked about Alyssa Smith new, new, n- numerous times. If I could talk about <laughs> about about her skill level, and this is this, I mean, it's a good uh, move by the Dream here. It doesn't look like they gave up too much no. here or anything. So, you know, they'll still be in uh, be in good position. You know, they didn't, and like I said, they got a lot of pieces within the team that, you know, it, it could fit. It could fit right. You know, I don't know, but. It's definitely an interesting move. I didn't completely expect them to do that no. just because, like, why not? Go ahead. Like, there's some other details within this. So hold on, let me see if I can find those before we get carried away here. Uh, we have some other uh, reporters out there that might be able to give us some more deets. Oh, the Dream actually have a post on their site. So here's here's the full full details of what happened. All right, Dream acquired the number one pick in the draft from Washington. Uh, in exchange, uh, Atlanta sent their third pick, of course, in the 14th, like we already mentioned, to the Mystics. Here's the rest of it. Mystics also have the right to swap its own 2023 first-round pick with the, 23, with the 2023 first-round pick. Atlanta acquired from L.A. earlier this year, uh, received okay. in the Erica Wheeler trade. Okay. So the dream now hold number one and fifteen, which I believe is the second or third pick in it's, the second round. I thought it was the first pick a, in the second round. Maybe it's it the is, second. It is, it is not. The fourteenth is uh I believe it's just twelve first round picks. Yeah, it's twelve. I thought, so that's okay, so that's the third pick in the second round. Okay. Third pick in the second round and I think that's it. Let's see. Atlanta Pit. It's only the second time in franchise history. Oh, this is this is these are other interesting nuggets. I'm glad we're here. Mm-hmm. Atlanta will pick for the first uh first in the draft for only the second time in franchise history. The team's other only top pick was Angel McCautry back in 2009, who went on to become uh, Atlanta's franchise player with five uh, All-Star appearances, seven All-Defensive teams, and two first-team nods. Uh, leading the dream to all three of its finals appearances in 10, 11, and 13. So they're trying to they're trying to uh, replay that or kind of have a a renewed version of that with this. And I, BJ, I put I put all types of money on Alyssa Smith going number one to the dream now. Yeah, I think you're right, Drew. Is it too early one way or the other to say who you think is getting the better end of this deal? Do you think it's Atlanta because they get the one pick? Or do you think the Mystics find a way to get something in return because they, they gave it up? I think the Mystics win regardless because they get a top three pick. I mean, they don't okay. get you know one of the best two in the draft, but they still get a top three. And that's still considerable for a team that, as long as health permits, is going to contend for a championship. But Atlanta equally wins because they're about to drive, uh, draft a future franchise player that can hope Hopefully do what Angel McCutch. I mean, she's probably not, especially the finals appearances three times, uh, you know, in the first four years of a career. It's not it's just not going to happen again. Um, And unfortunately, Atlanta lost all of those as well. So um, 
you know, they went, but they lost. But I mean, if they're going to, if that's what you're going to, tr- if they're going to make moves to get a number one pick and start over, I mean, this is the player you want to get. Um, yeah. This, this is the type of potential uh, franchise changer that you want to trade for. So, yeah. So what does Washington, move. what does Washington do at three then in your opinion? Washington, man, that's, that's, that's a really tough call. Um, man, uh, they might surprise people and take a guard really early and let some of these centers and big slide, depending on mm-hmm. how they feel about what they've got. Cause I mean, they've got good bigs. I mean, uh, Tiana Hawkins could start and, you know, as long as EDD is good, she will start. So, I mean, mm-hmm. whoever it is is likely to be coming off the bench anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I think they need a guard though, a little bit more so than a big or a wing, especially, um, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get the kind of type of guard you want for a while. Um, I believe the first one that's actually said to be taken in the draft was, uh, Dastani Henderson. Yeah. The, that's a, that's what I was just about to say. Is, was it Henderson? More. Yeah. There might've been one more, but there wasn't more than two i don't believe in the top no. 12 so it Not was PA, it was it was uh centers forwards mm-hmm. and that's that's mainly what you're getting early um yeah i don't i don't know what coach tebow's thinking so i don't know if i have an answer for the mystics part of it but um you know atlanta they could still do something with you know one of those later ones um if players like hillman and henderson are you know borderline you know second round I guess we'll find out uh, on Monday night when we get the WNBA draft. Yep, and like I said, I mean, I'm I'm really bought in that they're gonna pick Melissa Smith number one. I just I, I, I think see, you're right. I don't see that why they would trade up for another guard unless they think a tandem of Ryan Howard and Ari McDonald is gonna be you know just crazy. But they also just got Erica Wheeler, so. One of those two probably wouldn't start, or Ryan mm-hmm. would be a three, which, yeah, I mean, she's six foot two, so I mean, she could be a three in yeah. the W. So who knows? I mean, <laughs> who they've knows? They've got options. They've got options. We'll say they that. Do, but I, I think it'll be Nalissa. I think so. you're right. We, we both agree she's the best player in this draft, and I think you don't make this trade unless you're targeting her. There you go. All right, Drew, I think it's time for a little gamey game. You want to play? Yeah. All right. Well, if you're new to the show, this is With It or Quit It. We've been doing this for 30 episodes this season and 10 in the last season. So if you're not familiar, that is 40 times. We played this game 40 times, Drew. So if you're not familiar with With It or Quit It by now, you got to get yourself re-educated. All right? So without further ado, I'm going to ask Drew five questions and he's got to tell me if he is with it or if he's going to quit it. So these are some takes that I compiled. Uh, I scoured the internet far and wide, and I think I've selected the best to select for Drew. All right, Drew, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. Number one. After their elimination from the play-in tournament, in this offseason, the Lakers will lose some combination of head coach Frank Vogel, Russell Westbrook, or Carmelo Anthony this offseason? With it or quit it? Oh, yeah, with it. Easy. It's already expected that Frank is going to be gone, and, you know, they don't want to keep Westbrook. It didn't work out. They tried to trade him. 
um which is it's just so crazy how his career has gone later ever since he's left okc it's just one team after another it's just not working um but yeah i mean that's easy for me yeah they definitely let go of one or both of those you you said two or more of those can't yeah i said two or more definitely yeah yeah for sure so that I know you've also talked about wanting LeBron to leave and come to Dallas. So I, I didn't know if you thought maybe he would leave instead, but I, hey, he, man, probably, I don't he probably won't. <laughs> well, at some point we'll have to do it. Okay, I was gonna say at some point we need to do a deep dive on on Russell Westbrook and see what we can figure out the problem has been ever since he left OKC. I will pause and say that uh, you know LeBron he plays out his contracts mm-hmm. and. This is the end of his fourth year in L.A. I believe he just signed a four-year contract, unless he did an extension, which I could be wrong. But if if not, I mean, he could go wherever he wants now. I think so, he can go wherever he wants. Yeah, I, so I'm he, pretty he, sure he's done, or not not done necessarily, but done with that contract. Now, he could re-up or he could go somewhere else, but I'll check his contract status here in a second. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he might have he might have gotten it extended though till like Bronny's supposed to declare or something so he could go wherever, you know, Bronny ends up going like that. But uh if he didn't get an extension and it's just uh, you know, four years is the end of year four. So Bron could be on the move no matter what. Yeah, I'm looking right now to see if I can find it looks like he's under contract for one more year, maybe. Uh, either that or they just extended it for another oh, year. Put, he did. To, he got an yeah. extension after the 2020 bubble championship. Okay, so he's got one more season. They can offer him another one on August 4th. Uh, he'd be eligible for a two-year, $97.1 million extension uh, per reports. Okay. So it, we could be seeing LeBron on the move, but not this offseason. Yeah. So, all right, your number two. There's been a lot of talk, and just earlier today, one of the greatest to ever play the game of golf, Tiger Woods, confirmed he will be playing in the Masters tournament this oh, weekend. I'm ready for this question. So, Drew, the question being before he confirmed he will play was if Tiger Woods plays the Masters this week, he will be in contention for victory to host his sixth green jacket on Sunday. Are you with it or are you going to quit it? He better. I bet on him 20 bucks plus 8,000. It's a $1,600 win if he does Ooh, win it. Big Tiger, man. I need you to come through. Say my back is good. Swing that ting like young Tiger. So here, here's the thing. He said that everything with his golf game is fine. The thing that's causing him the most trouble is walking the hills at the the golf course. If they could just allow him to like get one of those little scooter things or whatever, like golf carts, like they let most people do at other golf courses, he'd be fine, I'm sure. To yeah, and he, he could probably getting, win it. Yeah, he's get something or be be <laughs> doped up with some pain pills the entire time. Well, that may not be a good idea based on yeah, not, past, not, but yeah, but, yeah. Well. So you're, so you're hoping he's he is. Are you going to say that he is though, or is it just? Oh, oh no, I'm a, no, I'm quitting. He's not. Okay. I, I just I'm too 
I'm too nervous to say that he will for sure. And there's just so much. I don't like to do anything golf-wise and be like, yeah, he's going to win it. So, like, even in Tiger's prime, I would have probably been nervous and been like, you know, I don't yeah. know. You know, Roy McIlroy I mean, is so looking much, pretty yeah. good coming up here. I might, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's tough. But I don't think he will, but I really want him to. You, you, If it's not Tiger, you're rooting for Jordan Spieth? Hook him. <laughs> All right, Drew, number three. We had uh, Cam earlier say he is excited for baseball coming back. Season starts up on Thursday, opening day, games, and then a lot of teams begin their season on Friday. So, Drew, we talked about it last weekend or so. The expanded MLB playoffs are in as a factor now with one more team in each league making the postseason. Will the Texas Rangers be one of those teams in the postseason because of the extra playoff spot. Are you with it or quit it? I would love to confidently say with it, but I don't know yet. I haven't seen these Rangers in action. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. saw them briefly the other day, but wasn't enough to really comment on this side of things. And I, I need to see some regular season lineups. I need to see what we're like opening day, see what we're like mm-hmm. on the road early. You know, we're putting up some points and some good numbers and some stats in uh, spring training, you know, um, uh, multiple games, you know, almost double digits with uh, five plus runs. And, you know, I had four games of 10 plus runs in spring training so yeah. far. Um, you know, that's without the information from the latest spring training game. That's not with mm-hmm. those stats. However many we got then. Um, I don't think it was five, though. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, just got to see more of these Rangers. So I'm I'm gonna say quit it, um, but I would like to be with it. I'll tell you this, Drew. I do another podcast about baseball. It's called Fireside Baseball. You can catch it on Spotify if you're listening to us here on Spotify. Did he one just of my promote co- in here? <laughs> one of my co-hosts. I, it's not promoting if it's a different sport. Uh, <laughs> one of my co-hosts. He said that the Rangers are going to win the AL West this year, and I was flabbergasted with that. Whoa! He, he's got and... them ahead of the Astros. So I'll pee my pants. <laughs> so hey, that's that. why I thought I'd ask you. I I um, said I said hesitantly they're about a year or two away still. I think this will be a good year. They'll bounce back and and be up around five hundred, maybe finish with a winning record. But I'm gonna pump the brakes just a little bit myself personally. Yeah, I think they're just—I think they're a for, for sure playoff team next year if they're not now, um, mm-hmm. and world their title contenders in two years. I think. Yeah, you know, to, I think so know, too. Provide, the the young provided we have good the, pitching. The well, Jack Leiter having drafted him, I think he could. We could see him. He's going to be in Frisco, which is Double A, two uh, levels deep uh, from away from the show. So yeah. he could, in theory, be getting some time in September and some meaningful games if needed. Uh, and I know they don't do the September call-ups anymore and they don't do the expanded roster, but he might pitch well enough once the minor league season ends to get a spot and get some major league experience this year. If not, he'll, he'll be in the rotation, I think, next season for sure. Yeah, I've heard some so, positive things about him too. So yeah, I'm hoping very, so. I'm hoping a, he, so. I am too, Drew. All right, number four. I'm going to shift gears, and I'm going to hit you with it where it hurts in the stomach. Oh, I thought you – okay. 
<laughs> doesn't hurt as bad there, but it does hurt sometimes. All right, Drew. Let's let's get what your stomach, how your stomach feels about these. Oh. So this one is the best donut shop that is not a locally owned donut shop. So that's oh, basically chain chain donuts. Okay. I plead the Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. With it or quit it? I plead the fifth. You don't do anything besides local donuts? <laughs> yeah, really. I haven't I don't have gone to the Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, all that stuff. I just I've gone to the local ones. Uh and yeah. I don't even go that often. And honestly, the only one, the only actual local one that I go to that is a donut shop is my hometown one. And I don't even go to it often because I'm not there and I don't get up that early anymore in that town. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, my breakfast, if I'm picking it up anywhere, is not a donut shop. It's, you know, I don't know, wherever it's got breakfast, you know, Burger King or Starbucks, mm-hmm. get something over there. But, yeah. Maybe yeah, sausage I, I, McGriddle. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. The only way I would ever be in a Dunkin' Donuts or a Krispy Kreme is just to say that I actually finally went to one. And it took 26 plus years to get there. Well, I know, I know, I I know a few in the DFW area. I'll send you some locations if you want to hit up one after the pod's over today. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about that. (laughs) All right, Drew, number five, another one that's food related. The best Whataburger meal is the patty melt. With it or quit it? Quit it. No, I don't. I don't order it. Oh, okay. I know you. You're I know you're a. Somewhere. I know you're a Brahms fan. But if you go you to go. Whataburger, what's your go-to meal? I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get number one, probably, because if stuff's too expensive, I can't get the number two. I don't want to pay like eleven dollars <laughs> for a number two. So I just get a single patty and be on my way. See, that's a. That's why I don't Listen. go there. It's just. It's like nine dollars for a regular Whataburger and the patty's so thin. When I could just go next door. Get it for the same price, and it's a thicker patty, and I get two pieces of meat. Well, uh, that's the sad thing is that it's actually cheaper. I feel like out there than it is in like closer if, to the like Metroplex. If they didn't, well, I mean, you'd be surprised sometimes. Um, but if they didn't, if they weren't so messy with the barbecue sauce on that chicken strip sandwich, I would get oh, that yeah. all the time. But they go crazy whether you take one bite and you're swimming in barbecue sauce. I mean, like what the? It's just it's so messy. Like I've got. If you, they would you, just like, so like what they should do, I know it might mm-hmm. be lacking a little bit, but just spread it like some jelly on there. Like put it on the inside mm-hmm. of it instead of just squirting some barbecue sauce all over the chicken strips and hoping it works out. Like yeah. it goes everywhere. Like, yeah, but it's, it's good though. Like the cheese on it's good. The chickens, uh, you know, it's a good, good chicken and you know, it's good barbecue sauce. I think they low key use sweet baby rays. I don't know, but it's, it's edible. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's a good sandwich. But I always, if I get something there, I just get the burger and just keep it pushing. Well, let me ask you this real quick before we wrap up. Do you like the honey butter chicken biscuits? I, I think that is so overrated. Uh, but I think I might have tried one once, and it's definitely overrated. It's a, it's a dry. Okay. Is air. it, is it just because of the biscuit or what? It's like a, what, it's just a, the sauce. It's, a, it's just. It's just like it's just overhyped. Like ever since it's been in existence, like it's just oh, oh my yeah, god, I, more, It's a biscuit. You more, can do this at home. Put your little chicken strip on a biscuit and drizzle some honey, honey butter chicken biscuit. If you okay, did that yes. and wrapped it in the Whataburger wrapper and gave it to someone, 
they, they wouldn't would, know the difference. No, they would not. They would not. <laughs> well, okay. I, then let me, because I, I will agree that sometimes more often than not, the biscuit is nothing to write home about, but the sauce is what I really enjoy. The reason I was asking is because this a game changer. If you like the honey, uh, the honey, uh, honey butter, I can't even talk. If you like the honey butter sauce, I found out that you can ask for that honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich to get the honey butter instead. Dude, that's like a game changer. Oh my goodness! So that you might have to try. You might have to try that. Oh man, I don't know, man. That's... If if you like this, if you like the sauce, now and it's still I... on the Texas toast and everything. And like the amount that y'all like don't give a to pay about these the honey butter chicken biscuits. They're like what three dollars? Uh, I think per yeah, just just for the biscuit itself instead of like the meal. That's crazy, yo. It really is. It's like three plus, and I ain't talking about barely three dollars. I'm talking about three dollars and a lot of change, then some taxes. <laughs> That's with it or quit it, Drew. That's with it or quit it. Hey, honey butter chicken biscuits, they're all right. I just I ain't gonna get them. I ain't gonna get them. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've made me a little hungry a little bit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Huh? That was the point. <laughs> was it? I've been hungry since eight. No, I did so. Um, that's indeed with it or quit, ladies and gentlemen. Next time we come back, we'll be talking about those WNBA draft picks. Draft on Monday. Make sure you guys check that out on ESPN. We may even, we might even do something. We might even have something extra for the draft. You don't know. We might, we might go along we with might. the draft. Yeah. Who knows? But we want. I actually, you know, I want you to watch the ESPN stuff so we can get those numbers up. So actually, go watch that instead. But make sure you make your way over to social media. Give us follows on both Twitter and Instagram. If you are listening to this after the fact as just a podcast, make sure you go over. Uh, to Twitch, if you have one and want to see this live, you can check out the episodes live on Twitch. We have a lowdown Twitch now. It is the same. Uh, oh, I should have made it the same as. Ah, I can't change it now. Uh, dang. Well, Twitter and Instagram is the underscore lowdown. That's T H A underscore lowdown. And the Twitch is the lowdown instead of the underscore lowdown. Yes. It could have all been the same, but. I wasn't thinking. It's okay. Follow us I anyway. Don't think, I don't think they do the underscore in the, the web address, so I don't know if that word or word. Sorry. I think they do. I'm not sure. Either Maybe. way, oh, well. drop a follow. That's that's all there is to it. So without further ado, we will catch you next time. We appreciate everybody that tuned in. Cam for hanging out in the chat once again. We'll be back with a lot more discussion and a lot of different things on this new Twitter or uh, Twitch as well. See you guys next week.